What's up, everybody? Mindset Monday. And as you know, I still don't have an intro to these Mindset Monday episodes, but who really cares? Intros are worthless anyway, right? So let's get to it. Okay. Today, I'm talking about, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about attachment styles as it relates to relationships. But I wanted to bring this up because I think a key part of mindset, like when people talk about, you know, mindset, mindset Monday, a lot of times it's like, okay, how can you have the best mindset to achieve this, do that, stay motivated, stay disciplined, blah, blah, blah. I also think a big part of mindset is really recognizing our insecurities, our flawed thought patterns, and all of the quote unquote negative things about ourselves. Okay. Because I believe that for every negative thought, every negative emotion has a purpose. And it's all about using it for the correct purpose. And I also think that the the biggest first step is in recognizing it right. And now how does this relate to attachment styles? Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about my own like personal life as it relates to relationships and maybe my quote unquote attachment style. Um, But I think obviously for all of us, the relationships that we have with other people, whether that's with our spouse, significant other, with our families, with our children, whoever it may be, the relationships that we develop as human beings are going to be probably the most important thing that affects our emotional state in this life. Okay. So super important topic. And I'm someone who likes to have these conversations. I was actually having a conversation with a couple of friends last night talking about these attachment styles and really trying to recognize, I'll talk more about this at the end, but like to recognize like, okay, like why am I a single man who really has not been that successful in my relationships up to this point and particularly recently? And I'm going to get back to this in a minute, but anyway, and like what I, the conclusion I come to is it's really like, it's all our own fault. It's like when, when patterns develop, you know, after over time, you just have to be like, okay, I'm the problem here. It's not society itself. It's not like, oh, every woman is a bad, you know, she's the problem. No, like you're the problem. There's a problem somehow with your energies, with your intentions or with your belief system. And I'll get back to that in a minute. Now, like researching this a little bit, you'll hear about this, like these attachment styles. Okay. It's funny because like, like everything as it relates to psychology, they try to like put us into these little boxes. You know what I mean? They, they try to say like, okay, well, you know, he has a secure attachment style. She has an anxious attachment style. Like it's all these, like these specific boxes. And let's be real about this. Like they create these labels, but none of it is like that black and white. Like it's all some sort of a spectrum and we all have characteristics that supposedly make us fall into all of these different boxes, right? And this is something I started learning about recently uh, is just these attachment styles, okay? So the attachment styles, supposedly you have secure attachment, avoidant attachment. I had heard it was anxiety attachment style, but then like on this other thing I'm looking at, it says ambivalent or disorganized attachment style. Like I don't, I don't think it's that clearly well-defined, right? Um, But supposedly, these are the attachment styles that we bring into a relationship. And like the ideal thing is we would want to be secure, okay? You want to like look for a partner who is secure. They have a secure attachment style, essentially meaning that, you know, they're trusting, they're willing to be vulnerable. Like what does it even say here? I'm like looking at these articles. This one's on psychcentral.com. But like, okay, so like what are the signs of a secure attachment style. Basically, you can regulate your emotions, you easily trust others, you communicate effectively, you, you're able to seek emotional support, you're comfortable being alone, you're also comfortable being in close relationships, you're perfect. You're freaking perfect. You are the perfect person to be in a relationship with because you're secure. You're secure about yourself, okay? Now, 
interestingly enough about this, they see, okay, they say that most of this supposedly comes from our childhood, from our relationship with our parents. And like the way we relate to our partners, and our spouses, whatever in the future is like a direct reflection of the relationship we have had with our parents. This is what they say. I'm not sure if I like totally believe that always, but that's what they say, okay? And so like they say that these attachment styles come from the relationship we had with our parents. But then like I think about that and I'm like, if that's the case, I should be, if anyone, I should have a secure attachment style. Because like, as far as I understand, like my childhood was very good. You know, I grew up in a family with a mother, father, myself, my brother, everything was good. There were like never like fights in the house. My parents had a good relationship. They treated me great. We were, uh, you know, a somewhat upper middle class family. We had freaking everything. It was perfect and rosy, okay? So then like, why am I so fucked up now? No, like, <laughs> I mean, I say it kind of as a joke, but like the point is, is like I definitely don't have a totally secure attachment style according to these little guidelines that they talk about here in a relationship. I have some of these qualities, but I definitely have somewhat of like an avoidance attachment style. And see, I think that, that some of this, this stuff is more a result of the relationships we've been in in the past with other people in our adult life than it is just to, you know, our upbringing and the way our parents raised us. But anyway, who knows what the roots of all this stuff is? I'm just going to, you know, kind of go over, okay, what are these attachment styles? And then give you an example of like for myself, how I feel it relates to my life. Okay. So you've got the secure attachment style. Once again, this is just from psychcentral.com. The secure attachment style is the amazing person that regulates their emotions. They're comfortable being alone. They're also comfortable being in relationships. They're perfect, 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 perfect. Marry that person if you meet one, okay? Now, what's an avoidant attachment style? Essentially, avoided, avoidant, dismissive, avoidant, or anxious avoidant ooh, are all words for the same insecure attachment style. It's defined by failures to build long-term relationships with others due to an inability to engage in physical and emotional intimacy, okay? So, uh, you may have had strict or emotionally distant and absent caregivers as a child, um, you know, and et cetera. The signs of this are you avoid emotional or physical intimacy. You feel a strong sense of independence, which I guess is good, but you're uncomfortable expressing your feelings. You dismiss others. You have a hard time trusting people, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then there's an anxious attachment style. You have fear of rejection, fear of abandonment. See, I, I personally don't have like fear of rejection. Like for me, actually rejection has become like something that I almost like expect. I definitely don't fear it. But anyway, so there's the anxious attachment style, right? Uh, so, okay, let's see the signs of that. Are you have clingy tendencies? I wonder if I have clingy tendencies. Hmm. Thoughts in the middle of the podcast. We'll revisit that later. Anyway, you're highly sensitive to criticism, real or perceived. Ooh, that's a good one. Because most of the time when we are criticized, it's like our own thoughts in our own head creating like it matters much more what we think other people think of us than what they actually do think of us. But that's a whole other topic. Okay. So this anxious avoidance style needs approval from others. They have jealous tendencies. Does that mean that every Latina woman is, is anxious? No, <laughs> we know that Latinas get very celosas. All right. I know, I know this is the part of the podcast where people are like, Oh, Sean, you're being a stereotypical asshole. And I know, I know I am, I am, but I have evidence to back this up. Okay. So, Anyway, difficulty being alone, low self-esteem, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a disorganized attachment style. See, they didn't tell me about this. They didn't tell me about this when, when I was talking with my other friend the other day about this. Because, like, 
I, I swear, we're like all connected in this universe. Everybody's receiving the same information at the same time. You know, we're all thinking about attachment styles. But anyway, I didn't know about this disorganized attachment style. Fear of rejection, inability to regulate emotions, contradictory behaviors, high levels of anxiety, blah, blah. Okay, so point of all this is we want to recognize... Like, like I said, you don't have to put yourself in a box, but essentially we want to like recognize where our flawed ways of thinking are as it comes to our relationships. So let, let me talk about my own personal story just a little bit. So like me at this point, I feel like I'm someone who, as it relates to relationships, I think I have somewhat of an avoidant attachment style that's based on rejection that's happened to me a couple times in the past in different ways, right? Like I've been dumped, you know, cheated on, rejected, in a couple different ways in recent relationships in the past. And um, because of that, I think I've almost developed like this thought in my head, like like that's the norm, that I should be rejected, okay? Like I, I feel like that's like the subconscious thing that happens in my head. It's like, okay, well, yeah, I'm like, I assume I'm gonna get rejected by any new woman that I would go out with, right? And so then now, I've noticed this recently, now if I'm going out with a woman, and she starts rejecting me or she's like, you know, I don't really want to keep going out or whatever. Then it makes me want to chase her more. Okay. Now, a lot of us have this messed up like psychological thing where like if someone is becoming unavailable to us, we want them more. Right. But this is particularly true for me right now. Like if a woman is like not showing any interest, it makes me want her more. Then in the, in the cases where a woman is showing interest and she wants to like continue going out with me, she wants to pursue the relationship. Everything seems good. I'll like start to lose interest. And I've started to figure out that I think part of the reason for this is because it doesn't seem correct to me, okay? Based on like based on what I remember about past relationships. What I remember is the rejection from those relationships. And so like I've got this thing in my head where like I should be rejected. So if a woman is not rejecting me and she wants to continue pursuing a relationship, she's excited about it, she really is showing that she likes or maybe even starts to love me, that doesn't seem to sit well with me. Like it's like subconscious. It's like it's something that I'm like becoming aware of cuz like I don't even recognize it on the surface. But like subconsciously I'm like, "Hmm, okay. I this doesn't seem right to me." And then I'll start to like push away. So you can see this. It's like a really, it's a really like messed up paradox here, you know? And I think a lot of, I think there are a lot of us, I think a lot of you listen to this, you single people out there listening to this probably have the same thing. You may not be aware of it. Okay. Is that when, <laughs> when someone is interested in you, you push away, but when they're not, then you want them more. That creates a real issue. <laughs> how are we ever going to find someone? How are we ever going to get in a relationship where we both are mutually interested if that's the case, right? We're all messed up, okay? And for me, it's, it's really weird, honestly. I, and I don't know. It may like just be a phase, for example, in life where I'm at because I think we all definitely go through phases, um, but I really think that that's where I'm at right now. And that's why it like makes it almost impossible for me to get into a healthy relationship. And like, will it ever be, will I ever be able to in the future? Like, yeah, hopefully maybe, I don't know. But then like the question is like, do we want that? Because here's the thing, here's where it gets really murky is like some of us start to create this identity around that. Okay. And see like a big part of like my identity now, as it relates to relationships and several other areas of life is like, okay, I'm going to prove to you that I am good enough 
Like you rejected me or somebody rejected me. I'm going to prove that you shouldn't have rejected me. Because like every, every time that I've gotten rejected in this life or haven't been good enough for something, like I take it very personally. And I've talked about this before, how like, you know, the book Los Cuatro Acuerdos, The Four Agreements. I, I love the book. I disagree with agreement number two, which says don't take things personal because now I take everything personal because that's the way I like to be. It's the way it is, okay? Um, but essentially, like if someone rejects me or if I'm good enough for something, then I, I, like, I like identifying as that person who's been rejected, okay? And then says, well, I'm going to show you. Or I'm going to show the world. I'm going to prove you wrong, that you shouldn't have rejected me. And it's, I've talked about this in a recent episode. It's the chip on your shoulder complex. Oddly enough, and I didn't even mention this in the episode, like, like chip on your shoulder. For those of you who are non-native English speakers, you're like, what the heck is a chip on your shoulder? Essentially, this is a way of saying you have like a deep, like a deep like resentment and like wanting to prove, you know, that you are worthy or you are good enough. But apparently... The, the reason that they came up with this term, this term chip on your shoulder, is I guess it was like, was it in like the 1950s or 1850s? 1950s? Anyway, like for some reason, young men, if they wanted to pick a fight with people, they would like wear a wood chip on their shoulder or something. It was a sign like they were looking for a fight. I don't know. Like I, like I said, I'm, I'm just, I Googled it and this is what I got. Something like that. But anyway, and so the, the saying stuck around for all these years. It's pretty wild to be honest, but but anyway, the point is is that some of us, like me, we like to live life this way. We we start to identify with this, and we secretly love it because like it fuels us. You know, it's it's tough to keep that motivation every day. Like motivation comes and goes, and like if your whole motivation in life is this like negative like chip on your shoulder thing where you're trying to prove someone or prove people wrong, quote unquote. Well, it's probably not the best way to live, right? But I'm not here trying to tell you that I'm living in the best way possible or with the best mentality possible. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just giving you the real reality, okay? (laughs) And I know there's a lot of you out there that in certain aspects of your life have this as well. It's this inferiority complex, okay? And we start to identify with it. We've been rejected in certain ways before and then we say, all right, well, I'm gonna prove it to you that I'm worthy. And like we we, we secretly love that. We seek that out, that's what we want. Okay, I know that I'm this way in a lot of areas of life, and I've talked about this a little bit before. But anyway, the point is to to, to finish off this episode. I just want to say, like, as it relates to mindset, we have to understand. Take a minute and understand what is motivating us. Take a minute and understand why we do the things that we do, because it may not be for the nice, pretty, rosy reasons that you would like. Okay, like when you really start to do some of the deep work, like I've done a lot of over the last four years, you see. Oh shit, like the reality of me deep down is not is not who I think other people would want to think of me, if that makes sense. It's not so nice deep down. I know that last sentence didn't make any sense, but you get it, okay? I think the key is just to recognize, recognize what drives us and just accept it. If we really want to change it, then we work hard to change it. But, you know, like I said, as long as, as long as we accept it, understand it, and are not really doing anybody else any harm from it, so be it. Keep the chip on your shoulder. All right. That was it for this Mindset Monday episode. We'll talk again soon. Peace. Love y'all.